Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Wow. Feel like I'm at a rock concert. Good morning. Welcome in. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Arkansas at Ole Miss. That line is almost at 12, which means the Rebels were a two-touchdown favorite. They're an 11-point favorite. They still have Arkansas and Vanderbilt at home. That's as good as it gets. And Mississippi State on the road, which right now is in just total disarray. And ULM. Yeah, I was talking conference. But yeah, Mississippi State's got Western Michigan and Southern Miss. And Ole Miss has one more conference. uh, A non-conference opponent. Mississippi State has two. So they'll win those games. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to win a conference game in Starville. They may. Uh, Their best bets at Arkansas, Kentucky at home, Ole Miss at home, Kentucky and Ole Miss are right now way better. They're really trying to find their way. New coach, no head coaching experience. And we'll see. Look, that's what Kiffin's got going for him. He's in year four. Mississippi State lost their coach last December. You know, Kiffin's, Kiffin's continuity. He's been there. Year four. And... And that that always helps. Um, <laughs> and you got to take advantage of your windows. You know, what did Bartu say yesterday? You know who's lost their fastball? The whole damn SEC. That's what he said. Crazy. <laughs> I can't explain, you know, COVID, transfer portal, letting go of too many coaches or coaches leaving once you have success from some of the top programs, Saban, Smart, we obviously Smart lost his coordinator to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, those things, we we like to just gloss over those things. Oh, well, they'll just replace that guy because they're Georgia. That doesn't always happen at Google and Georgia or Bama yeah, yeah. and, you know, YouTube. It, it That doesn't always happen every single time. Um, but we we like to gloss. So, oh, they lost their coordinator. They'll just go out in the street. Let's see. We'll pick that guy. He looks that, good. He looks smart. <laughs> that's not how it always works. And you know, we know that Saban's coordinators are, um, you know, not far, far, far from really, really good. Um, LSU. Uh, how Brad White still at Kentucky? I don't know. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know how he's not in Alabama or LSU or, you know, any number of places, but, uh, or Florida. Uh, I mean, I like Florida's DC is young. I know he's tied here, but young, Matt, you know, young doesn't work. Um, he's still new. You're Florida. I, it's kind of like Zach Arnett. The, it's, it's hindsight 2020. Now I did mention this. 
months ago. But the one thing I think you would have liked Zach Harnett to do was go and get a G5 guy who had like three or four years experience calling plays. You know, promoting from within. I know he likes Matt Brock and Matt super sharp and cerebral and all that. And also known is a, is a good recruiter, but this is the sec. Can't make a buddy hire. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's where we are. And Mississippi state's got a first year head coach with no head coaching experience. Ole Miss has a fourth year head coach who had 10 years prior to that. This isn't hard. This is pretty simple math on where we're going. Jimbo got it right out at A&M, hiring Bobby Petrino. They got it right. They're 70 spots ahead of where they were last year, offensive scoring efficiency. Man. And they will play D. I know I know that things got weird on them. It was early against Miami. Don't just, you know, teams can get better in those first five or six weeks. And they went down, buzzsaw, so on. And Miami's got talent. They're a top 12, 13 recruiter. I mean, A&M's only a top six. You know, there's not that large of a talent gap. A little bit. Right, yeah. But not massive as far as the talent disparity between A&M and, and the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes have landed some really good players and some really good classes. And they're right there in the hotbed of that three-county, well, not just the three-county area, but all around Florida. But y'all know about the three-county area in, in Miami. Um, all right. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Hey, we're excited to welcome in Mack Hike Ford. And they have uh, the number one selection of Ford F-150s, Jason, pre-owned and new. So if you're looking for a Ford F-150 that fits your lifestyle, work and play, Mack Hike Ford is the place to go. And why is the Ford F-150 so awesome? Well, it's unique because it combines power, function, and unequal features. Driven by Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Drop our name if you don't mind. If you're in the market for a Ford F-150, MacHikeFordJackson.com. Had a great time with that group yesterday. Spent a long time with them. And we're excited to have Mack Hike Ford and I know where you're getting your next Ford F-150 pre-owned or new. And they had some good-looking ones on the lot. Um, and give a, give us a shout-out if you go by there with um, Mack Hike Ford. Now, as we're rolling through the week and everybody's chomping at the bit for, for BAM A&M because Jimbo threw a fit a year and a half ago and people had fun with the Aggies struggling. And now they look like they have their stuff together. And that front is nasty. Yes. They are physical. And um, it's not awesome to get hit. I mean, they're they're rugged. They're physical. And they seem to be getting better. And I told you the teams that are playing defense in the league. A&M. Bama. Kentucky. And Georgia. Those are the teams that have teeth in their defense. But, you know, has has Kentucky really... Florida's the best opponent they played, right? Because they, I mean, they waxed Vanderbilt. Yeah. And 
The mighty, mighty Commodores. Yeah, yeah. who do uh, construction during their games on the stadium. That's pretty awesome. Which is, that just shows you. It shows you that they're like, well, the scholarships are going to baseball anyway, so we don't really, you know, it's fine. Well, (laughs) you know, look, (laughs) they're Vandy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Vandy. But, But that's my point is, has Kentucky, they've been playing great defense of who they've played against. This is the week to see if they actually, you know, how do they do against, you were talking earlier, Brock Bowers. That's their biggest test probably of the whole season. I mean, obviously they played Bama down the road, which oh, is no, huge no, too. This but. is this is a tremendous, because I, I agree with Mike Dettelier, you got to be able to throw the ball. You got to be able to stretch Georgia. And I don't think Kentucky can. Mm. I hope, I wish I they mean, Ray could. Davis can go, they're physical. Yeah, I, I love yeah. what Stoops has done. He's built it. It's very reminiscent. Of, of how he grew up. Um, Stoops grew up in Ohio. His father was a longtime coach. Up in that, in the Midwest areas where they've always been the best in the offensive line. Very technical. Well coached. Developed kids. Ohio State. Michigan. Wisconsin. Among other schools and programs. So, look, this is all Stoops has ever known. But they're still not, it doesn't, even with Devin Leary, the transfer from North Carolina State, it doesn't, Stoops has never gotten the passing game going, even with Will Levis. I mean, he, yeah. he's good at, look, they they Stoops and Vince Marrow are, are good at recruiting, okay? They'll go out, they'll get aggressive, they'll throw down in the street. They're good at the line of scrimmage, both sides, Jason. They're good at culture, toughness, rugged. Ohio, they got that Ohio flavor. Yeah, true, yeah. Okay? But they have never, ever, ever put together a good passing game. And that's why they'll come up short against Georgia this weekend. Unless they can pull off some fun stuff. Now, they may give Georgia hell for periods of the game as far as scoring. This is Out of Bounds, driven by your next Ford F-150 at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Jimbo and Saban this weekend. You ready? I am. That's gonna be it's gonna be a dog fist fight. Abs- Better than a dog fight, fist fight. <laughs> Absolute fist fight. Old school, old style SEC, baby. Uh or at least that's what we're expecting. It, it, you know, the games. The games surprise us all the time. But i I, I think it's just gonna be an absolute fist fight. And if Bama can't throw it, I, I don't think Milrow can read the... I, I, is he talented? Yes. Uh, with the, you know, running. But he, he's light years away. You know, when they when they, uh, when they they missed out on Drake May... Ooh, imagine. Well, they drug their feet. Hiring their OC and... Tried to get the dude from Washington, who's excellent. Um, couldn't figure out if they wanted to do the Tommy Reese thing. There was a little bit of... And I think they had their window, and they they missed it. And and then they were left with Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow, and then brought in Buckner. But they... I mean, Ole they Miss didn't... Brought, I mean, Ole Miss is sitting there with Spencer Sanders on the sideline, and Auburn would like... 
I can't figure out what happened there. Auburn didn't go get him. Bama didn't even look at him. Um, I'm trying to, oh, who, Florida. Not sure why Florida didn't go get him. So, kudos to Lane. He kept him out of, well, he, he doesn't play Florida, but he kept him out of Bam. Well, they've already lost a bit. That could have played out. But, uh, Auburn, for example. Like, you feel okay. Pretty, I say pretty good. As good as you usually do going down to Auburn and possibly winning. However, if they had Spencer Sanders over Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford, you'd be like, well, I don't know how good I feel as an Ole Miss fan. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, we're brought to you by Mack Hike Ford in Jackson and your next Ford F-150. They've got a great selection of pre-owned and new Ford F-150s. Mack Hike Ford, and that's MackHikeFordJackson.com. And uh, please let them know that that we sent you if you're all, if you're there at the dealership. And we had a good time with them yesterday. Spent a long time with them, and we're super excited about uh, the partnership with Mack Hike Ford and the Ford F one fifty. That's the truck, right? I mean, that fits your lifestyle, work and play. Jason, um, we ain't going. Yep, that's what I want. Going nowhere. One more time. We ain't going nowhere. That's what Jimbo said, and he's right. He hired Bobby Petrino. Somehow he's been able to get out of the way, which is remarkable. And damn, they're good. Now, that Miami game could could come back to haunt them, but if they win this weekend, goodness gracious. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> wow. Uh, what would be their toughest game going forward after that? Yeah, at Ole Miss. So wow. So that that Ole Miss game could have... Uh, now, LSU could mess with them, too. That, that bodes well for Ole Miss. They have to go at... Ole Miss only has to go at... Well, at Georgia. I keep forgetting about oh, yeah. at Georgia. Yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah. All right. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, uh, ESPN. Hey, if you're... Are we on the cameras? We are. We're on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. We've got a new... Uh, graphic for you, and we want to know. It, it has to do with Mike Wright. I can't explain why Mike Wright hasn't played more. Uh, again, a few more snaps, right? On top of what he's played, eight to ten more snaps a game. And if things are going well, add a couple more. Um, again, if a player at Vanderbilt can beat Florida and Kentucky, I think he can make plays at a Mississippi State-type program that has Tulu. Woody Marks, Xavion Thomas, and if Justin Robinson gets healthy. I'm just thinking out loud. That's just kind of the way I look at it. Um, you know, he's not Caleb Williams, but another another X amount of snaps, they they're five games in, man. After State and Ole Miss play this weekend, we're we're halfway home. Well, I mean, also, it's just adding some athleticism. How is that a bad thing? You know, just adding somebody who you have to keep the defense honest? That's got to help, right? I mean, I'm not a coach. I'm No, no, you're exactly right. Adding a guy who's got mobility and is a threat with his legs, without question, helps Will Rogers, but it helps your offensive line and the guys, all the guys I just wrapped. You're wasting... You're wasting Tulu and Xavion and Marks to mm. a certain extent this year. Yeah, 
Uh, if Justin Robinson can get healthy, I don't know. He didn't even play last weekend. Jaden Wally, yeah, he didn't play against South Carolina or uh, Bama. Um, you don't have a tight end. Your tight end was ruled ineligible from TCU. Uh, Spivey. It's just one thing after another. And you didn't get any juice in the portal. You know, you would you would hit on a couple of guys prior to that, and this year on defense, none of those dudes are are, are doing anything. Um, so that that's that's a tough deal. But you should win. I'd run it up this. I mean, you're paying them a million bucks. State's to Ole Miss all with man when they play a lesser opponent, they score, score, score. I would once will once you get up a little bit, whatever seventeen nothing. Whatever. I mean, you better hope. You do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I played Mike Wright for a long, long time. This isn't about Chris Parsons. Zach Arnett's trying to win a conference game or two to extend his career. This is about Mike Wright possibly helping you at Arkansas, Kentucky at home, or Ole Miss at home. That's what it's about. I'd get him, I mean, like a few dozen reps. Mm. 30 reps, 36 reps, snaps on... Saturday, you got to get him in the game. You got to get him going. You got to get him, you know. Um, and there's no point in Will playing. So I, I, after you get up, if you do what you're supposed to, you know, let Will throw a couple touchdown passes, and then you need to play Mike Wright until about six, seven minutes left to go, eight, four quarter, maybe. I mean, Chris Parsons, that that's not even on the radar. You're trying to. Get a little momentum. See if you can win a conference game somehow, some way. I think it's going to be extremely difficult with the three that I continue to reference. But it's still, we're not playing those games today. And you don't know what could happen with those teams as far as, you know, injuries and momentum and 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 whatnot. Did you tell me it's uh, it's National Pizza Month? It is. It is National Pizza Month. Hmm. I love a good slice of pizza. You know, I haven't had pizza in a long time. Really? I could see you as like a supreme guy. No olives, though. I see supreme no olives. I love black olives. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't like green. I love green olives in my Tito's Vodka Martini. Right, right. Blue cheese is fine, but I can go plain. Okay. I love olives in my Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary, Mm. which is the Oklahoma-Texas game this weekend. Of course. But I don't want green olives on my pizza. I want black olives. I love mushrooms, black. I love all the meat. Yeah. Oh, no I mean, doubt. let's load that, you know, like when you do a boar's head pizza at home, load it up with specialty meats. Um, do you like green olives on your pizza? No, I don't. I mean, I don't even like black olives on the pizza, honestly. I'm, I'm more of like a like a three meat kind of guy. Yeah, you're an all you know? meat mechanic. You know, you kind of pulling off looking like a trucker. Okay. Kind of a mechanic. <laughs> all right. Or... You know, high school strength coach. You definitely look like a high school strength coach. Boom. Or junior college. Hey, if anybody needs a part-time strength coach, Calhoun City. I'd have some fun. Yeah, you do look like someone who who could be coaching at at a really tough place. I could get some kids jacked. Yeah, let's go, Knoxville County. Yes, sir. Um, Union, Taylorsville. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Puckett. Oh God, put me yeah. in Puckett, Mississippi. God, you look like the outside linebackers coach and strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> and I coach baseball. <laughs> oh, well, you have to. Third base. Um, that gold chain is a little aggressive for me, but it would work perfectly in Taylorsville. 
We'll get you some sunglasses. Or you could be a sales rep for Milwaukee Tools. Ooh. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the all-new Napa Auto Parts Store. I-55 North in Jackson. Napa, get up and go. I-55 North in Jackson. Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Tom Luganbill joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. You can watch the show right now. Go to YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. We've got a new uh, image up on the screen. We think it's great. Want to know what you think. If you want to watch it, tell us what you think. Uh, Jason created it last night. I think it's pretty funny. So you can go to YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports, watch the show. We've got some new helmets up. I don't have an old Miss helmet up because I gave it to somebody at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge last Thursday because I'm a super nice guy, allegedly. Um, and Mississippi State's not on the set just because of the way they're playing. Uh, kind of offense and defense, but definitely defense. They're 112th in the country. Not as bad as LSU, who's 118th in scoring efficiency. But on the set this week, Tito's Vodka helmet, Georgia helmet, A&M helmet, Kentucky helmet, couple of bush lights, and, and Lane Train's bobblehead doll. So I think we're doing pretty good, but we've got a new graphic up over my left shoulder. I'd love to know what you think about it on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. All right, let's get to Tom. The SEC Insider Hit is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Uh, Tom, what surprised you more? The fact that uh, LSU and Ole Miss combined for over 1,300 uh, offensive yards, total yards in offense, or the fact that Auburn played Georgia all the way down to the wire? Probably Auburn and Georgia. Um, you know, I was really impressed with Auburn's defense and, and how they hung in there and the plays that they made. I think the environment, I thought Kirby Smart hit the, the nail on the head. Like, people don't have an appreciation for, number one, how hard it is to win on the road, but particularly at that place is really, really difficult. And, you know, quite honestly, I came away feeling like, you know, Brock Bowers should be a Heisman Trophy finalist. I mean, if they don't have him, I don't know what Georgia does on offense because uh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. And at some point, some some people are going to take him away or work really hard to take him away. And will Carson Beck and the rest of that roster be able to function without relying so heavily on him? And so I, 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 I have an appreciation for Georgia and how they were able to pull it out and win the game. But – wasn't all that surprised going into the Ole Miss and LSU game, given the way both of those offenses have been playing or been capable of playing. And then once you got Trey Harris and, and Quinshaw Judkins back in full go, completely changed the Rebels offensively. It sure did. Huge win for, for Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Let, let me stay on Georgia and, and just for, here, for a second here. Yeah. And, and then we'll go to, uh, to Ole Miss and, and LSU and some of the other things happening. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show. So I mentioned that uh, LSU is ranked 118th in defensive scoring efficiency, uh, yeah. which is dead last in Power 5. They've got some G5 teams behind them. 
uh, like Temple and Buffalo. Good grief. So um, this weekend, Kentucky is the only SEC in the top 10 in defensive scoring efficiency. Now, we know, you know, we've seen this dog and pony show before. Georgia's a 14 and a half point favorite. Brad White is an absolute freak as a DC. Do you do you believe that there's any chance that Kentucky's defensive coordinator Brad White and Stoops can take away Bowers so that this game goes deep into the fourth quarter, Luke's? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll have a fantastic plan, whether they're going to double him, whether they're going to bracket him, um, whether they're going to put put him in a position where they don't give up anything over the top, it, meaning that if they're going to if they're going to throw it to him, they're going to force it to be thrown underneath and then rally up and tackle. Now that's easier said than done, <laughs> but it beats the hell out of giving up a forty yarder, right? So, you know, I do think they'll have a really good plan. And then on the flip side of that, all right. I think that from what we saw, to me, it looks like Kentucky's getting back to bully ball, right? Like, what what was this program founded upon? It was bloodying your nose at the point of attack, running the football, having a very competent uh, play-action passing game to to supplement it. And they've really gotten back to that this year. But I don't know if I feel as confident about their passing game complementing the running game if they don't have a day like they had last week. I don't know if you're just going to be able to line up and run the ball at will um, at Georgia consistently. Now, we saw Auburn rip off some some QB runs, and I liked their plan because they knew they don't have anything else, so they were going to force Georgia to have to defend all 11 players, and they did that with quarterback run. That's, you know, that that's not what Kentucky is on offense. So can you can you take Kentucky – offensively, and if they had to go on the road and throw the ball to win, could they? That's the question I have. Right. I doubt it, but I see where you're going. Ray Davis is a dude for Kentucky, Luke. Oh, big time. Big time. Damn. They are, they, again, they, like, they just line up and run it downhill. I mean, it's, and, and we've heard Mark Stoops talk about this. Each of the last couple of offseasons, we've got to get back to who we are. We've got to get back to what this program was based upon originally. And he's right. I mean, those are, those are things that you've got to do. Um, and, and they look like they're finally getting that done. Okay. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. Let's go to LSU at Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin, and uh, you can poke holes in this. Just I, I'm going to give you a little bit here, and then I'll tee you up. All right. So, fun ball game, all kinds of momentum swings. Uh, Lane Kiffin was the best play caller in the stadium. He called the game the win all the way down um, to the end of the game. I thought LSU didn't, got got conservative. Pete Golding got those two stops. They win the game. Uh, they, they both had, to me, the better play callers in the game. Now, and, and so credit to Lane, and you, you mentioned Quinshawn Judkins, and, and, and Trey Harris being healthy, no doubt. And pre-scoring looked good, too. All right. Yeah. So, as Tom Luganbill, who has been involved with ESPN recruiting for over 15 years, how shocked, surprised, holy blank are you that LSU's defense is ranked 118th in defensive scoring efficiency with you knowing what type of player yeah. they have signed the last 20 years? Yeah, beyond stunned. It's it's unfathomable to see a team with their athletes 
and their personnel play like that is is it's mind-boggling to me. And uh, and it, look, to be honest with you, it, it it should be by everybody. We've all if you're a fan of college football and you've watched this team absolutely maul people defensively for the better part of the last 20 years to they're like a shell of themselves. And I don't, I mean, listen, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I just know that, uh, it, it, put it this way. What if they weren't what they are on offense? They'd oh. be in real trouble. Wow. Golly, they'd be staring at six and six or something, but they'll win some more games just because of yeah. Jaden and, and neighbors and Thomas and those dudes. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, Brian Kelly so they hired Pete Jenkins. I don't know if you saw this, Tom. Mm-hmm. As you know, their D-line coach stepped down in August. Um, yep. So they, they've been shuffling around. Pete Jenkins is a legendary, as you know, defensive line coach, 82, yeah. 83 years old. He's been working for Saban, among others, for years. And they've hired him to come in and kind of be a, an analyst-type deal for this week, probably going forward. Not good for Matt House, I don't think, long-term. Um, but it does send a message that the head coach isn't happy and uh, and they need some more eyes in the building and more thoughts and more ideas of how to to get this team uh, functioning, I guess you could say. Doesn't have to be great, but get them functioning. And the thing is, like, I think sometimes when things like this happen, it, it's it's more about simplification than it is anything else. Like, I, 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 are we doing, that's what you got to ask yourself. Are we doing too much? Are we asking kids to do something that they're not capable of? Are we overloading them? Could we just line up with our athletes and play base, keep the ball in front of us, and maybe we're going to be a little oversimplified, but that's okay. That's the first question I think that you've got to ask yourself in all of this. Um, And I'm sure they've been doing that each of the last couple of weeks. All right, let's go. They don't have the same type players, but they've been known for defense for a long time. Uh, Mississippi State's 112th in defensive scoring efficiency, and they're giving up like uh, 80% quarterbacks against them are completing 80% of their passes. Can you believe that this defense is that bad? Uh, Again, no, and especially when, you know, the the head coach is is the defensive guy, you know, um, that's what I think gets really frustrating for people is, is that component uh, of it. And, you know, I think it, it's a com- it's a combination of things. I don't think that team's got a lot of confidence right now. I don't either. Uh, that, I, I think their confidence is wearing thin. And now guess what happens? You start to second guess and you start to finger point. And those things are difficult to stop. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to get out of the, get out of this hole because – um, you know, they had a, a couple of bright spots the other day. The, the score was a little bit different than I think the game was played to some degree. Um, but uh, certainly not good enough to be playing winning football. Right. Tom Luganville, ESPN on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We are the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Um I guess, do, will we find out for now who is the best team in the SEC West this weekend with Bama at A&M? Yeah, we, I, I think we will. And I, the, the interesting thing about this matchup to me is I think this is going to be a game where Alabama is going to have to throw the football to win because 
Say what you want about Texas A&M. That team on defense is finally starting to play to the level of their athletes, and nobody can run the football on them. I mean, Miami put up 48 points on them but could not run the football. Well, how did they do it? They did it in the kicking game, and they did it through the air. Is Alabama capable of doing that from what we've seen to this point? I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that. And so this is going to be a big moment for Jalen Milrow. I think Alabama's playing really good on defense. Their last two weeks, they really got after uh, uh, both Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State. I think yeah. they're gaining confidence on that side of the ball. Oh, um, yes. Can they, can they throw it? Can, okay. can they line up if, for some reason, they're not successful running the football on first and second down on the road, and could Jalen Milroth move the chains through the air? Because I think if he can't, I think A&M wins the game. If he can, Alabama wins the game. Ooh, I like that. Okay, here's my take. I was in the stadium Saturday, Mississippi State, Alabama, and he can't, he can't see the field, Tom. Um, you know, even though they took care of business, things got away from Mississippi State at seventeen ten going into halftime when yeah. when Will Rogers threw the pick to the dude. Um, he's got people running wide open and he can't see them. He can't see it. Yeah, and that's alarming. And it's it better get corrected and cleared up because. Um, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be tough, tough sledding on the ground against that group. And I'll say this, you know, we talked about this all off season, didn't we about, you know, this is going to be one of the most, aside from Colorado, this is going to be one of the more fascinating experiments to watch. And that is, you know, Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. And it's clearly working. They have a different identity. They can push the ball downfield. They create explosive plays. They can run it. They can throw it like, to me, what I'm seeing is a head coach that's turned it over. He's coaching the football team and letting the offensive coordinator run the offense. That's what I've seen to this point. I, I agree with you. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. Lugs, they're 70 spots better than they were last year at this time, offensive scoring efficiency with Petrina. Yeah, oh, no question. And, and here's the thing. As good as Connor Wegman was, they may be the one team in college football that has the perfect backup situation yes because if that guy was going to get hurt you have a dude that you know so much about that has seen so many things that's been through trials and tribulations has seen some highs seen some lows and has been pretty productive when he's played he pops into the game versus auburn and they didn't miss a beat right and again i think having max johnson there bobby petrino's done a good job preparing him and that kid's shown up and, and and played and played well Okay, so Bama and A&M are the leaders in the clubhouse with Ole Miss at third in the West. Is that where you are? Yes, that's what I, that's where I would be at right now. Um, and obviously you can't put Ole Miss uh, above those, uh, certainly not Alabama yet because Alabama has the head-to-head. But, uh, yeah, I think that's valid. Um, and, I, listen, there's a lot of football to be played, and it's going to be very interesting to see, like, how do these teams hang in there, right? I mean, because this for Alabama, you lose this one, you're out. Yep. Like you're. I'm talking about the college football playoff. Sure. And so, like this, th- there's a lot riding on this thing right now. Okay, with Ole Miss, their offense is really good when healthy, and their defense oh, yeah. is average. So the question is: Is that enough to get to the finish line? Depending on what happens with A&M and Bama, with all the landmines that they have to navigate, but so does Ole Miss. Um, but I get the sense you lean towards the winner of this weekend's game. To I, I, 
yeah, I do. I do, but I still I feel good about Ole Miss because I don't know the rest of the way outside of A&M. If they're going to – they can be average or competent on defense with who they are on offense and win out the rest of the way. I really think they could um, because they're going to – if they're healthy and you hit the nail on the head, that is an entirely different team when Trey Harris and Quinshaw Jarkett are on the field. Now they go to Georgia. Um, They go to Georgia. Right. And then now you're going to have to ask yourself, what if they were able to – now, we also have to be fair and say, okay, is Georgia – what is Georgia – excuse me, what is Ole Miss on the road? Because they did not play well at Tulane. They obviously lost Alabama. Oh, they're awesome at home. You make a great point. They're a totally different team at home. Totally. And and that's concerning because, listen, every coach will tell you if if you're going to be a championship team, you're going to have to win close games. You're going to have to win on the road. Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm not convinced that they've proven that yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, one, one more thing on, on Bama at A&M. Um, Max, you mentioned Max Johnson. This is an unbelievable story, how this thing could shake out because he's got oh, no. such a wonderful, uh, he's got such a, not, not wonderful with personality, such a talented offensive coordinator in, in Bobby yeah. Petrino. Um, I mean, this kid's got mad skills, Tom. We talked about him at LSU. I mean, the guy has been able to play football at a high level for a long time. It just didn't work out. Like those last, I think it was the last three games or four games he started that year um, was um, he threw eight touchdowns to one interception. Wow. Like he was rolling. Like they were good, man. And that was when I think they, that was, wasn't that the shoe game? They'd be going and beat Florida in the swamp. And Dan Mullen last year, Ned Orgeron's last year, I was that game. Like, he's – I think it was. So, anyway, yeah, he's played good football, man. He really has. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. All right, let's go to neutral site game. Okay. Oklahoma and Texas. Both undefeated. Oklahoma hasn't played anybody, but they've done what they're supposed to do. Now, are you leaning? Are you leaning hard Texas Longhorns, or or do you think that Venables and Levy and the crew can make this a hell of a ball game? I think it will be a really really good ball game if Oklahoma somehow comes up with a way of handling the Texas defensive front. I I didn't have an appreciation for just how good and how deep they are up front until I saw them in person. They looked like some of the better SEC teams we've seen when it comes to the front. And you couldn't say that about Texas over the last however many years, right? And so, to me, because Oklahoma hasn't played anybody, nobody's challenged them. Like, they haven't had a difficult time running the ball. They haven't had a difficult time throwing the ball because they've outmanned everybody they've played. That isn't going to be the case in this one. Now, it's a rivalry matchup. I think both teams will be heavily prepared to play and, and be ready to roll. Um but Texas, the way I would describe it, Texas is by far the better team. Oklahoma is vastly improved from what they were a year ago, regardless of who they've played. You know, last year, if you recall, they came just throwing up all over themselves out of the gate. And, I mean, they, they couldn't play defense. Oh, they were they terrible. The ball. It was brutal. That's not, that's not what's happening in Norman now. They're vastly improved. Okay. Uh, are you, but, uh, go ahead, go so so you, you think this could be a one-possession game between Oklahoma and Texas? Only if Oklahoma, only if Oklahoma can block Texas. 
If not, it will not be a one-possession game, All right, in my opinion. All right, let's go to Arkansas at Ole Miss. What do you see from Arkansas? And do you, this is an 11-point spread. It's about to go to two touchdowns. It's moving. Yeah. Um, I don't see any way Arkansas can slow down Lane and Dart. Is that what you see when you look at this matchup? Yeah, and I think I think – you know, Arkansas has got a little bit of a broken heart right now. They've been so close, right? And they've lost some heartbreakers. And they might be reeling a little bit from a confidence standpoint, like we talked about from Mississippi State, where you're just sitting there going, oh, God, can we just get a ball to bounce our way? Or can we just get a play to come our way? And it hasn't happened. And so you take that versus a team right now that's riding on an all-time high of confidence, and I would lean towards Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think it could it could get away from – why is Lane so good right out of the gate, scripted place? Well, a lot of it has to do with do you have a completion or do you have a big play on first down? Because if they do, then the tempo speeds up, and that's exactly what they want to be in. If you notice with them, when that doesn't happen, they slow down and they're completely out of sync. They are. They are. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to watch. Like, I watched on the side, and they went down against Tulane in three plays, covered like 70 yards, and, and cut through them like a, a knife through hot butter, right? From that series on and the rest of the game, they could not gain yards on first down, struggled to gain yards on second down. So now they're not ahead of the chains. Now they're worried about third down, and they're not going fast. And when that happens to them, they do not function in the same manner. So I think a lot of it has to do with look, look at success on early downs when the game starts, and you're generally going to see if, if they get 7 or 10 or 6 or 12, the next play is coming 100 miles up. They will snap that ball in less than 13 seconds. It, it's uh, crazy. And, it and a lot there, – there are se- – Many times throughout the season where with Lane, they're unbelievable in the first quarter. And then the defense figures them out in the majority of the second and third quarter. And then Lane gets it back going in the fourth quarter. Tom? Yeah, I see that too. Yeah, it's, it, you're right. It's like one team adjusts a little bit, kind of gets a beat on them. And then Lane gets a beat on what they've adjusted to. And then he changes. And now there's only one quarter left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I think this is just what he is. He he is going to be aggressive, and it is going to hurt him at times, and it is going to be unbelievable and amazing at times like last weekend. Is that what you see? Yeah, I, I think that that's what his DNA is, right? Um, you know, like the difference between him and let's just say a Lincoln Riley is Lane – is very gifted on the offensive side of the ball, but does not have the blind spot for defense that Lincoln has. Like, there is a blind spot at USC. I do not know, understand Lincoln Riley's mindset when it comes to the defensive side of the football. And I think that Lane Kiffin knows that the only way to eventually beat an Alabama, consistently beat an LSU, consistently beat an Auburn or Georgia, is we got to continue to get better players on. Like he acknowledges it and recognizes it because he knows it's true. That so he's he's gifted, but he understands the other side where he needs help. Right, and that that's why the Pete Golding hire was so big. Yeah, he, he I think so. He understands staffing, and ninety nine percent of coaches don't, as you know. And and Lincoln not um, moving off Grinch is a head scratcher. Have a great week, buddy. Appreciate it.
Thanks, man. All right. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. They'll take care of you and your family and your business. Favorites.com. F-A-V-E. Favorites.com. Detelier at 830.